what's up you guys? My name is Chris Wheeler. What's up you guys? Welcome to the Success Mindset Podcast with yours truly, Chris Wheeler. So, I don't know if you noticed, but I now have an intro with my podcast. I got, if you listen to my last episode, I got, uh, I got a talking to you about getting an intro. So, now I have an intro. Today, I'm going to be talking about questions in the sales process, controlling the sales process, which is obviously super important. Now, I've digested, I've consumed, I've read so many books, and especially, especially, especially the last couple months, I've, so how I like to read books is just based on categories. So I'll, I'll hit some marketing books, I'll hit some branding books, I'll hit some sales books, and I'll hit some motivation or success money books, right, finance books. Last two months has been a lot, a lot, a lot of sales books. And obviously, if you've read a sales book or a few, a lot of it is repackaged and explained differently, at least my experience. And, you know, I consider myself a professional salesperson, so it just seems repackaged to me, which is fine because I'm not saying don't read the books. You should definitely read the books because you get one or two tools you can add to your tool belt. But the reason why I bring that up is some people say control is an illusion, don't control the conversation, why are you going to control, blah, blah, blah. If you try to control something, it's out of control, which you know I do kind of, I do kind of agree with, but that's not why we're here today. You want to be able to control the sales process with questions. That's why we're here today, and it is possible. I'm going to tell you right now it is possible. So how you do that is, well, first I'm going to give you a base, right? I'm going to give you a base to work off of, and then we'll get into a little bit more complicated stuff. And today, I'm, I usually have some notes in front of me or I have some, some sort of guidance, but I've worked with hundreds, if not now over a thousand salespeople since the beginning of my sales career, selling real estate over the phone, international real estate to my businesses today. I've had teams under me, so I feel pretty comfortable just freestyling with you today talking about this, the importance of questions, the different questions. Now, keep in mind, with the books that I've read, sometimes people use different terminology than I use for questions. That's fine. So I had to do a double take like, oh, okay, that's what that is, right? So the three questions I'm going to build a base with you are loaded questions, open-ended questions, and close-ended questions, right? Now, open-ended questions are the go-to, right? They're the most powerful questions because you can really learn about your potential client and their needs. Now, I don't know what happens with salespeople with open-ended questions, but they screw it up. I don't know if they get nervous, if they want to hear the answer they're looking for, or what it is, but I'm going to give you a couple examples of those. So an open-ended question would be something like this. Hey, John, what did you have for dinner last week? Hey, John, what would you like to have for dinner tonight? What kind of car are you looking for? What kind of features on the car are you looking for? What kind of house? Where do you want your house? Where do you want to be close by? What budget are you in? Those are open, open-ended, right? Meaning they have to think and give you an answer besides yes or no. Now I'll admit the first question I asked there was kind of weak. But they have to ask, ask a question that they have to fill in and actually put some thought into it. Now, the big mistake that I see salespeople make is they go ahead and fill in the blank. 
kind of like a multiple choice, right? So cars, hey, John, what kind of car are you looking for? Are you looking for the base model, the premium, or the platinum? Well, maybe the guy wanted the ultra, ultra platinum, or maybe the guy wanted the sport edition, right? But now you didn't give him an option to say that. Hey, John, you looking for a three or four bedroom house? Uh, maybe he wanted a five bedroom house. Maybe he wanted a two bedroom house. That creates a problem, right? Because now if he wanted a less expensive house or a smaller house for whatever reason, he's not going to be all the way with you. In the back of his head, he's going to be like, damn, this house is too big or what have you, right? Same thing with budget. Hey, John, what's your budget? Are you uh, between 500000 and a million or are you between a million and a million point five, right? Who knows? He might want to spend $3 million. He might want to spend a quarter million. But you just boxed him in and you're not getting true answers. You're not getting true answers out of your potential client, right? Now... Obviously, you, you just want to ask the question, and I teach my sales guys this. I know you can't see me, but I want you to visualize me putting my hand over my mouth and not, not allowing myself to talk. That's what you got to do because you're going to have the urge. You're going to have the word vomit. You just got to shut up when you ask the questions, and it's kind of weird because I know, I know as salespeople, the, uh, the silence is, I don't know what it is, but it's like nails on a chalkboard. You just got to ask the question. And shut up and let them answer it because they'll give you true answers. And it's okay. Sometimes you ask the question and you can hear a pin drop for about 30 seconds, but they will answer you. They will answer you and give you true information that you can actually work off of and get closer and understand what it is they're looking for. Now, the next thing is a close-ended question, right? These are questions you get a yes or no to. Now, these questions I love to use for tie-downs. And tie downs basically are is making sure that your potential clients are with you or checking their temperature, which I'll go over in a different segment. I'll get in depth with that, but that's basically what they are. And an example would, would be showing John the house and you say, John, can you imagine yourself looking, living here? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can. Right. Now, John, you're not going to be mad at me if all the neighbors are jealous of you and your new house. Right. No, no, I'm not. No, 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 not at all. I'm not going to be mad because they're jealous of me at all. That's a close-ended question and a loaded question too, which I'll go over in just a second. But these are examples of close-ended questions, good close-ended questions. Now, you want to use way more open-ended questions than you use close-ended questions because open-ended, you're going to get a lot more results. And the goal that you want is you want your client to start selling themselves. I tell my sales guys all the time, Telling is not selling. You probably have heard that before. Telling is not selling. What it basically means, and what I tell them, well, you know what? We're going to circle back to this. I'm going to go ahead and talk about the last question we're going to talk about today. Last type of question, loaded questions. Now, loaded questions are super powerful if executed correctly and done with a light heart. Lighthearted means you got to kind of make a joke out of it the more loaded it is. So if you're selling in any sort of investment, right? Say, look, John, <laughs> do you have a money counter? No, no, I don't. Well, I'm going to send you one because you're going to need one with this new investment with how much money you're going to make. Now, you're not going to be mad at me if you're making too much money over there, right? He's like, oh, no, 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 I'm not going to be mad at you, right? He's going to say something like that, and you laugh with him. I like that question I said about the house. Now, John, you're not going to not going to be mad at me if all your neighbors are jealous because you have the best house on the block, right? Oh, no, no, I'm not, right? Those are loaded questions. 
Now, you don't want to be too serious because the guy might be like, what the hell? So you want to say it with a light heart. Again, know your audience. But that's an example of a loaded, a loaded question. It's basically a question that you know the, the answer to. And if they don't answer it correctly, they're probably out of their mind. That's a loaded question. And it allows you to move them down the sales process. So another example of a loaded question is, when I was selling international real estate, a lot of it was on the beach of the Caribbean. And I would ask something along the lines of, now, tell me, John, do you know anybody in their world that would not want to live on this beachfront property? Well, no, no. I mean, who wouldn't want, right? Loaded question. Now, circling back to what I was talking about before, you want the goal of this telling is not selling is to get them to sell themselves. And eventually, if you're doing it correctly, ask you, so how do I buy? How do I move forward? That, that's the goal, right? Telling is not selling. So what I tell my sales guys all the time is they want to say statements. Look, John, you're going to make so much money with this investment. Oh, look, John, you're going to be the, the, you know, the best house on the block. You're in the nicest car. You need to think about turning those statements into questions. And that's how my mind operates, right? If, if I do it automatically and my friends hate it, my girlfriend hates it, my close friends, my family, it, it gets under their skin because they know what I'm doing, but I've been doing it for so long that it just comes automatically to me, right? So instead of saying, oh, the Chinese food place is so great, it's the best Chinese food place on the block, we have to go there, you know, I'll open up with, hey, babe, so you like Chinese food? Yeah, yeah, you know, I do. Now, what if I told you that I actually heard about a place that happens to be the best spot on the block? Oh, wow, yeah, tell me more, right? Right, that's what you start saying. Well, I heard it from so-and-so. You know so-and-so, right? Yeah, yeah, I do. Well, have they told you about it? Oh, no, they don't. No, no, oh, no, I really want to know. What is this place, right? She's like getting kind of kind of antsy. Like, oh, I really want to know, right? And then, I, and then I tell it to her. Way more powerful than me monologuing for five minutes about it. Same thing with cars. Right, instead of telling about all the features, right? You want, you want to paint the dream. You want them to paint the picture. Think about this for one second. Which is more powerful? Their imagination or your words just spewing all over them? Their imagination is 10 times more powerful, I'll tell you right now. <clears throat> if you're doing all the talking, you're already losing. They need to be the ones talking. You need to get them talking, right? So you got to use, use the right questions, right? Can you imagine yourself in this car? What does that look like? What's your favorite feature of this car? Oh, man, can you imagine? I'm in, I'm in California, right? Can you imagine driving down PCH with the windows down with the, with this system you love? What day would you go? What's your favorite day to go down PCH? Can you imagine yourself walking out of the bar in this car? What does that look like, man? Tell me about that. Tell me about what your friends would say. Right? Instead of telling him, your friends are going to say this, that, and the other thing, you're going to ask him. You're going to get him to tell you, him or her. I've been saying him. If I, I've been saying him this whole time. I apologize, him or her. It don't matter. It's the same thing. But questions are the most powerful. Now, the other thing I want to talk about, and this happened to me quite a bit, is I, I was taught this, right? I've gotten, I've gotten really, really, really good at questions to where I can go back and forth with somebody trying to take control of the conversation for days, probably, if I had to. I'll probably stop because I'm going to be like, I don't want to do this, but <laughs> I could probably go for days, right? So here's the thing. If you get an experienced salesperson or an experienced person 
on the phone. This happened to me a number of times. Experienced investor. They know what you're doing and they're going to take control back. And it looks something like this. And you probably have had this before, maybe not realized it. But you'll ask a question like, oh, what kind of what kind of budget are you looking at? And they'll they'll give you, they'll appease you, right? And say, what kind of prices do you have? Right? And the normal salesperson will, will start talking and not really realize what happened. But what I would do is I would say, well, the prices look like this, but it depends on how much you know you want to put down, how much you're willing to put down. Right? And then the experienced investor would say, well, I'm looking to put this down. What kind of percentage, you know, what kind of interest rates would you have if I financed, right? And then again, most salespeople would not notice what's happening and just go into talking. And, and then you get bombarded by questions with the client and you're done. You're absolutely done, right? Because now you're telling. You're not selling. You're not, you're not fact finding. You're not finding out anything about them. They're finding out about you. They're selling you. I don't care what sale it is. You got to be the one asking the questions. All right. So hopefully you enjoyed this. You got some good info out of this. I look forward to seeing you here next week on the Success Mindset.